Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Live Free Creative, an intentional podcast with practical tips for living your life on purpose. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I believe in creativity, adventure, curiosity, and the magic of small moments. I hope that every time you listen, you feel empowered and free to live the life of your dreams. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. This is episode 153, Ask for What You Want. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson. Happy to be with you another week. As you can hear, I am still a little bit zen. (laughs) I did actually have a vocal cord procedure done last week where they injected my paralyzed vocal cord with Restylane, which is a filler agent to hopefully plump it up a little bit so I could have a little bit better approximation between the two chords and create that nice sound. And I think that it's improving slowly. I have weeks of vocal therapy ahead of me. I am happy to be able to have a microphone and sit down and share some thoughts with you today despite my current vocal challenges. Before I jump in today's episode about asking for what you want, I want to share a little bit of life lately. Since it's been a while, I thought I'd just give you a quick update on a few of the things that those of you who are longtime listeners to the show might remember or have been following along with in our life. The first thing is that, as you may remember, we left for the summer. I put my podcast on summer break and my family and I went and spent four weeks out west staying with our families in Utah. We spent some time in Arizona. We also spent some time in Idaho. It was a beautiful trip. And I wanted to let you know that we had a really incredible experience having our house cared for while we were gone by a really cute young family. I actually put out on Instagram the offer for someone to come stay in our house for a month in exchange for taking care of the house and the pets and the garden. I had several people reach out to me about this opportunity to basically live rent-free uh, on, you know, in a different city and ended up choosing a family after talking to them on the phone and we had some um, connections. We felt really great about them. So this family moved in with their two young kids and just settled right in, picked up where we left off, taking care of our home, our dog, our two cats, our six chickens, and our garden. We actually even exchanged cars. So this family lives in Utah normally and was interested in exploring a little bit of the East Coast. And so when they realized we were going to Utah, I offered them my minivan for the month because they needed to get around and it's a great family car. And they, in exchange, offered us their Subaru in Utah. So we actually had this really incredible exchange where we 
picked him up from the airport and got to know them in person. Of course, we had done some communicating ahead of time online. Uh, and we got them settled in, introduced them to the pets in the house and gave them the keys. And we got dropped off at the airport and picked up their car in Salt Lake at the airport and spent the month borrowing their car while they were borrowing ours. And we were able to spend our extended time with family and I hosted summer camp in Idaho. We spent a week in Lake Powell. We caught up with so many friends and I think it was really restorative for my kids to be able to spend an extended amount of time with their cousins who they love so much and who we don't get to see all that often, especially given the circumstances of the last couple years. I have always loved the idea of a home exchange, and in fact, a couple years ago, we did something closer to a home exchange around Christmas time where we stayed at a friend's apartment in Brooklyn while they were on vacation, and then later on, they stayed in our house while we were on vacation. So not a direct exchange, but I feel like there's something really fun and community-oriented about this idea of allowing for some exchange, not having everything be about buying and selling, but thinking about what we need and what others might need and how we can accommodate each other in a really fun and creative way. We were so thrilled with the amount of care and love and support that our home and our our animals got while we were gone, and we are excited to hopefully look into similar options for extended vacations in the future. Another update about our home and family is that my sweet sister who lived with us for the summer to help me out with the kids has moved back home and we are missing her. We also are so happy that she was able to spend that time with us and it's perfect timing because the kids are back in school five days a week. We have a really wonderful morning routine where we wake up and have breakfast and get ready and then we all ride our bikes to school. Being outside, breathing the fresh air, in the sunshine is just so restorative and rejuvenating and such a perfect way to start the day. So I'm super grateful for that fun school morning routine that we have settled into. Before I took a break for the summer, I mentioned that we are working on a garage project. Our house is so fun. It's been totally restored in and out over the last three years. And now we are ready to tackle an addition. It will not be an attached garage. We live in a historic part of the city where there are alleyways behind all of the homes. So it's actually fairly rare for someone to have a garage attached to their house in our neighborhood. However, adding a garage with a loft onto the alley behind our house will enable us to A, have a extra loft space for our kids as they get older so that they can hang out with their friends somewhere that isn't right in the middle of the house. B, move all of the home gym equipment that we <laughs> that we acquired during COVID uh, into its own space. We have a Peloton right next to the bed and a rowing machine and a lot of weights and things that need a home. And I think Dave and I are both fairly committed now to the home exercise routines. So we're excited to create a space for that. And also, most of our really fun adventure gear, our bikes, our camping gear, uh, things that we love that enable us to live the lifestyle that we want, we've had a tricky time figuring out where the best way to store them is. And so we've come up with a lot of sort of stopgap solutions over the years. 
building this garage will enable us to have all of that easily accessible in one space, which I think will contribute to our ability to really be as adventurous and outdoorsy as we want to be. There is that weird barrier of like, if something's a little bit too hard to get to, then it makes it feel like the whole outing is too hard. So we're trying to eliminate as many barriers to actually going on the bike rides, going on the camping trip, taking kayaks out uh, as possible, and being able to just quickly open up the garage and pull it off a shelf. Seems like a good way to do that. Now, I will mention that we, after interviewing several contractors and having a hard time finding one, finally fell in uh, with a contractor who we really like, who is moving ahead with the project. We've approved a plan and it was submitted back to the city for a permit back in July, August, September. So we're coming up on about 10 weeks since the permit was submitted for approval. And as soon as it is approved, we will be ready to go. So hopefully I'll have some fun garage updates in the next few weeks or months. The last Life Lately update that I have for you right now was pretty exciting. We were able to find a really cute, really well preserved vintage camper trailer a couple weeks ago i found it on facebook marketplace up in pennsylvania and we took the kids up drove the five hours to check it out decided we wanted it bought it stopped at hershey world chocolate land (laughs) did the whole thing and then drove it home and we have really fun plans for it It's in really great condition. We took it out for its first camping trip this weekend and had a wonderful time. It is a little too small to work perfect for our family as a camping trailer, but we have some other big plans for it that I'll share over the next couple months that I'm super excited about. So I'm gonna start designing the interior and taking out the current beds and cabinets and appliances probably in the next couple weeks and if you are following along on instagram at live free miranda i will be sharing lots of updates there long story short it was a really wonderful summer i was grateful for the break that i took and the pause and being able to focus on family focus on the fun explorations that we were doing and adventures that i had the summer camp that i hosted that was just so incredible And then also as I've been trying to manage and navigate my voice situation, (laughs) it's been um, really nice to have other areas in my life feel pretty settled and exciting. So thank you for listening to my update. Let me know if you have any questions about the things that I've shared in our life lately. You can do that in the comments of the show notes for this episode at livefreecreative.co slash podcast. Look for episode 153. And now let's get to the bulk of the episode all about asking for what you want. So you know that my kids were home with me full-time for a very long time. Many of you may have been in the same boat during the pandemic where you had your kids home all the time, no in-person school, no lessons, really very few playdates unless you could be outside and socially distanced. One of the benefits, I mean, there were many benefits. There were a lot of hard things about that time, and I'm really grateful to be able to look back at it now as something that is, you know, in the past right now. There were also so many really interesting and um, enlightening experiences that we had that I am trying to learn from, that I'm trying to examine with a little bit of a closer eye now that I have a little bit more free time and space where they are not right with me that I can think about some of the experiences that we had over the last year and a half and learn from them 
discover some things about ourselves and about each other and about our the dynamics of our relationship as a family. One thing that really started to jump out at me over the last year was that my kids liked to do a lot of reporting to me. I don't know if your kids are similar. If you have kids in the same age ranges of, you know, even like four or five all the way up to like 10, 11, there's a tendency for children to tell us the things that are happening and by telling us what they're really doing is asking for help without asking the question. So an example of this might be if my son comes to me and says, mom, uh, Plum is taking all of my cars. So she's not letting me play with my cars. He's telling me what's happening, but what he's really doing is asking for help. He's asking me to tell her to stop or to go intervene to get the cars back or to tell him that you know, I will get him more cars or, you know, he's wanting something. But the way that he's communicating that is through statements. Do you notice this about your kids? Do they do the same thing? I'm guessing this is a really just like a developmental process. And I think actually as adults, we we do the same thing. And I'll talk more about that. But I noticed that I spend a lot of the day navigating through the statements and the stories in order to decipher what it was that my kids actually wanted or needed. And at one point in the last several months, I started to basically hit my limit of how much sleuthing I could do to read my kid's mind. And I started telling my kids when they came to me with stories and statements, I would ask them, what would you like for me to do? Or what would you like from me? Is there a request that you have? Do you have a question? I started to ask them what they needed. Ask them to ask me for what they needed. In fact, at one point, I think on a a day where I had sort of hit the upper limit of listening to the stories and the statements, I told my kids, please don't tell me what happened. Wait until you know what you would like for me to do before you talk to me about it. So you can work it out on your own, talk yourself through the story, through what's happening, and come to a place where you understand what it is that you want me to do. And if you realize you don't want me to do anything, you just want to tell me about what's happening, then perfect. You can come tell me about what's happening. But if you realize there's something that you want, then I need for you to do the work to figure that out and then to ask me for it directly. Tell me specifically what it is that you're hoping for in this situation. That doesn't guarantee that you're going to get it, but it does make all of our lives a little bit easier. A pretty miraculous thing happened. Within a couple hours, my kids weren't coming to me with the stories and the statements. They were coming to me asking for what they wanted, asking for help for a specific solution, or coming and saying, hey, mom, can I tell you a story? Can I tell you about what's happening? But rather than expecting me to read through the lines of what they were saying to interpret what they needed or what I thought they needed, I was slowly teaching them to figure out what they needed or what they wanted and then to ask directly for it. It's a pretty incredible skill. Now, as I was doing this with my kids, as so often happens, I reflected and realized that this is something that I also could work on. I'm 
pretty good at asking for help. I'm pretty good at asking for the things that I want. I think that over the last several years, especially, I've started to drop the expectation that people know what I want. So I don't have much of a problem these days with expecting people to read my mind. If there's something specific that I want and I'm really clear about it in my head, then I feel like I do an okay job of asking for it and asking the person who, you know, may be the right fit to fill the need. However, I recognize that I definitely talk in statements when the thing that I want isn't super clear or super important. When it's something minor, especially, I tend to talk around it rather than asking directly for what I want. I want to give you a really simple example. Now, the first statement is something that could be made by like a toddler or a a school-age child. And I'll tell you what I think I would respond with. So if a child came to me and said, I'm thirsty, what would I say? I would say, would you like some water? Or could I get you a drink? So rather than the child saying, would you get me some water? Or could you get me some water? The child says, I'm thirsty. And the parent responds with, can I get you some water? Let me get you something to drink, right? Does this ring true for you? Is this how, I mean, does this type of conversation happen in your family life? Now, I think that we grow up through these young stages of learning communication by having people interpret what we're asking for when we aren't asking for it. We really do teach our children that we know how to read their minds. And then we wonder why as adults we assume that people can read our minds it's because that is the behavior that was enforced for our early childhood now i don't often just say i'm thirsty to someone these days i mean i might in an attempt to like i'm thirsty i'm gonna go get some water i do however sometimes say something like hey dave are you thirsty Maybe we're sitting down on the couch watching Ted Lasso and the kids are all in bed. And rather than saying, hey, hun, would you please get me some water or getting up and getting myself some water as a capable adult, I might say, hey, are you thirsty? And actually, it's become kind of a joke in our relationship now because Dave will say, oh, yeah, I am. I am thirsty when and he'll start laughing because he knows that what I'm really saying is, would you get me some water or like, I don't really feel like getting up right now. Could you get some for me? And because he knows that and he wants to kind of mess around with me, he'll say, yeah, I am thirsty. Thanks. Did you want to get some water for us? Now, I am fully capable of getting myself water and I sometimes I would like for someone else to get it for me because it just feels nice rather than saying, hey, are you thirsty? It's well within my ability to say, hey, hon, could you get me some water? I'm really comfortable right here and I would love I would love a drink. And he can say yes or no. But if I don't ask specifically for what I want, there's a lot lower chance that I'm actually going to get it. Now, that's kind of a silly example, but it gets the point across. I want you to think for a second about which of those three uh, scenarios fits y- you like what, what how are you more likely to ask for a drink of water by saying I'm thirsty by saying are you thirsty or kind of talking around it or by saying hey could you get me a glass of water and also if you're a mom I'm curious how you react to your kids I'm trying to teach my kids to ask for what they want so when one of my kids right now says hey mom I'm thirsty I say oh okay I'm thirsty sometimes too, and I'll wait until they 
understand that I'm waiting for them to ask for what they want. So rather than just saying, mom, I'm thirsty, they'll wait for a second and then they'll say, could you get me some water? Would you please get me some water? I think that it's so important to not only practice asking for what we want ourselves, also to teach our kids to ask for what they want by not reading their minds, by kindly and you know, generously inviting them to consider their needs and to approach us with a specific request rather than us mining around and figuring out what it is that they want. I have to tell you kind of a funny and slightly embarrassing story. A couple weeks ago, I saw a new nail salon on Instagram that I was kind of excited about that did some funky nail art. And I made an appointment and I went in and I showed them a photograph of a manicure that I thought was pretty cool for fall. And they went and got all of the polish for me. I'm pretty particular about color. So usually at the nail salon, I like to choose my own colors. And if I'm doing a a couple different types of color, like, you know, a variation, an ombre or something, I usually choose them myself. But rather than having me choose the color, the um, assistant went and got colors that matched kind of the picture. Now, at that point, I should have had the red flag that like this, those aren't the colors that I want. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't ask for what I wanted. I just said, ah, I guess we'll just see how these turn out. They're kind of close. Like, but where there was a color that wasn't the exact same as the picture, I probably would have made a different choice. And so what I ended up with was a few colors that were not what I wanted. And I knew that as it was happening. And instead of stopping and before we were like, you know, all the way finished with the manicure, I just said, oh, in my head, I was like, we'll just figure it out. We'll just make it work. So then the actual manicure had this kind of nail art design, whereas like a little kind of bent line. So rather than just like a French tip where there's a swath of paint across the tip of the nail, it was kind of like a wavy line and the top part was colored and the bottom part was like nude. So the nail artist started to do this and their wave was just a little odd. In fact, one of the nails I kept thinking, it just looked like I had dripped like chocolate it was kind of a dark brown kind of sparkly (laughs) and I it looked like I had like dripped chocolate down my finger or like I texted a friend after and said that one nail kind of looks like I just stuck my finger in poop like it's just a little bit weird now as this is happening I could have easily said oh you know I'm so sorry I don't think this is working like maybe we should try something else but instead I just went with it and I finished the manicure with just what looked so ridiculous to me. It just wasn't what I wanted at all, but I was too embarrassed to say that. And so I paid for it and I went to the car and I took a picture of it and sent it to my friend and was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did this. Like, I don't even know what to do now. And she just sent back laughing emojis and was like, wow, that's pretty bad. I went home and showed my nails off to my family and just laughed with Dave and said, this is not at all what I wanted. I don't know what I was thinking. And I turned around and went to a different nail salon. I'm not kidding. This is 20 minutes after I got home from having my manicure done. And maybe some of you are thinking, gosh, this is so wasteful or, you know, what a waste of time and money. I 
think it was a really interesting lesson because I went to a different nail salon, actually the one that I normally go to, and I said, I just had this done and I don't like it at all. Can I tell you what I want and pick the colors and you can redo it for me? And they said, of course. So I picked the colors that I knew I would like and I described exactly what I wanted, which actually was a slightly different than the picture that I had originally come with because I was using the picture as a reference, but in my head it was like a little different. But, you know, how was anyone to know? They can't read my mind. The second manicure ended up absolutely gorgeous, perfect. It's exactly what I wanted. I was so thrilled with it. And I realized that this was a scenario in which I needed to ask for what I want in order to get it. And the first step to that was knowing what I wanted, not just feeling frustrated because it wasn't coming out you know, the way that I thought it should when I didn't have a really clear, firm idea of what I wanted exactly. As soon as I understood what I wanted and asked for it, I was able to get it. Asking for what we want shows up in every area of our life. It shows up in our relationships with our spouses, with our family members, with our kids. It shows up in our workplaces as we're setting expectations or we're trying to live up to expectations. Not having a clear understanding of what is a win for us and a win for the other party. It affects our ability to make plans, to make goals, to think ahead. Part of that is this first step of knowing what we want. And then after that, we need to be able to move forward and ask people along the way. There's very few things that we can do entirely on our own. There are a few, but most endeavors, whether they're personal or business or familial or, you know, most things that we do involve other people to some extent. And being able to ask for what we want in a clear and generous way will absolutely improve our ability to succeed. I want to share one more quick example uh, before I share four steps that I have come up with that I think might help you as you're thinking about asking for what you want in your life. So this last story has to do with buying the vintage trailer. I had looked for a while. To be honest, I've been looking for a vintage trailer for years. It's been part of my dream for a long time to restore a vintage trailer and you know just have a really fun glamping setup for our family. Now, I mentioned that this project, this trailer that I did end up buying is for a, is not for camping. It's going to be for a different project that I'll share more about later. But I had a very clear idea of what I wanted. I wanted it to be small. I wanted it to be very charming and truly vintage. Like I wanted it to feel like it had some of that story along with it, some of that really cool old charm. And when I found this one, I had looked, you know, for a few weeks and um, I had an idea of a budget. I wanted to spend $5,000 or less. Some of the trailers that I saw were like $2,500 or $3,000 and they were total dumps. Like they needed body work and they needed, uh, you know, the axle might be broken or they had already been totally uh, gutted. Just, you know, there's a whole different levels when you're buying old things. There's all different levels. And one thing that I loved about this Saro Scotty Sportsman that we ended up with was that it was in near original condition, outside and in. It has the cutest little wheel cutouts. I swear the wheel cutouts just like 
shot me like a dart to the heart. They're so cute. I'm going to put some pictures in the show notes, so make sure you check that out. I actually will also put pictures of my terrible manicure and my beautiful manicure, just in case you're curious about the poop finger. But the trailer was just perfect, and I kept thinking, gosh, I just it just seems like it's perfect. I just can't buy it. I mean, I can't buy it outright without seeing it in person, and it's about five or six hours away. And it was listed for $6,000, which was a little higher than what I wanted. So after going through and asking all of the questions that I had about the actual you know, uh, condition of the trailer itself, did the electricity work? Did the propane work? Does the axle broken? You know, were there any, was there water damage anywhere? Any problems? Everything had come up totally clean. And the only sticking point was then the price. So I asked, do you have any flexibility in your price? I was really hoping to spend around $4,500 to $5,000 on a trailer like this. That's what I have in my budget. The owner came right back and said, I can do $5,000. I'd be happy to, you know, when can you come see it? Just asking, just throwing that out there brought the price down to what I had set as my budget for the trailer. We were able to drive up there, check it out, pick it up, drive it home. It's so cute. And just asking, just saying, do you have some flexibility in your budget for this? This is what I can spend is really helpful. I've heard so many times, if you don't ask, it's guaranteed that the answer is no, right? Like when you don't ask for something, when you don't ask for what you want, then you are already worse off by at least 50% because there's, you know, there's a chance that whatever your request is, will be honored and supported. And there's a chance that it won't. Just learning to ask for what you want doesn't mean you're always going to get it, but it does highly increase your odds. So I thought that I'd share four simple steps to asking for what you want. The first is to decide what it is you do want. Some ways I like to frame this question are, what would feel like a win for me in this situation? Or what do I hope to be the outcome of this conversation? Really trying to pinpoint the specific desire or need that I have increases my ability to communicate it. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're arguing about something with someone and you realize that you don't even know what you want the outcome to be. You just wish that something were different. That is not an ideal scenario If you don't know what you want the outcome to be, it's going to be really hard to get there. Sometimes rather than jumping in to talking about something or addressing something, it's better to make sure that you have a pretty clear idea of what is going to look like a win for you before you get going. My first tip is to know what it is that you want before you ask. My second tip is to ask gratefully and politely. Asking for what you want doesn't mean that you all of the sudden become super demanding. You don't even have to expect other people to do things for you all the time. However, there are situations and circumstances where having some help would be great. Asking for help, asking for clarity around expectations, asking for an extended deadline or a higher pay or for your babysitter to fold the laundry after the kids go to bed rather than playing on her phone. (laughs) That's a good one. You can ask politely and gratefully 
And then that rolls into number three, which is don't expect that the response will always be positive or affirmative. Asking for what you want is a skill that you develop. It's a personal skill. It doesn't necessarily influence the outcome on the other side of the decision, however. You can ask someone to do something for you or to give something to you, and they may choose not to. And that's entirely their choice. Being able to ask absolutely brings you closer to the possibility of the outcome that you hope for than if you don't. So understand that you can ask and not receive the affirmative answer every time. It's still a good idea to ask clearly and gratefully for the things that you want. It still brings you closer to what you hope for and also is a really good practice. And then number four is going to be when, and it will happen, you ask for something really clearly and gratefully and you think it's a good solution and you're respectful and and you still get a no. And really the worst thing that can happen when you're asking for something that you want is a no. Like that's not going to work for us. I want you to use that as a springboard to consider other solutions. At that point, you've clearly defined what it is that you want and you've put yourself out there to ask for it. You are that much closer to getting there. I really believe that there is more than one way to figure things out. There's always a solution and it might not be obvious Maybe the most simple thing is asking this particular person for their expertise or for help or whatever it is. However, if that one, if that avenue has closed, look for the secret back door. Look for the creative solutions. Look for something that isn't automatically obvious because now you know what you want. Find another solution to get there. Okay, as I'm rounding out the episode, I just thought of something kind of funny and I thought I should share one area in my life where knowing what I wanted and asking for it has been really delightful, has been when I order a Diet Coke at a Mexican restaurant or anywhere. Actually, I'm not even drinking Diet Coke right now because of my voice. That's beside the point. When I order a Diet Coke, I always ask for lots of limes and I'll be clear with the waiter with the server not like a lime wedge like a little dish with several lime wedges in it i want a diet coke with lots of limes whenever i do that which is often back when i was drinking diet coke more regularly i would get a diet coke and a little cup filled with lime wedges that made me so happy It was exactly what I wanted, and it was as simple as asking for it rather than saying I'd love a Diet Coke with lime and knowing there's just going to be a lime wedge on the cup, and I actually like it with more lime than just one wedge. Just realizing I could say I would love like five lime wedges with my Diet Coke. Could you accommodate that? They're more than happy to. They don't care. The kitchen's full of lime. There's no reason that I shouldn't have a few extra lime wedges. Asking for what we want enables us to get closer to living the life that we want when we are clear about the things that feel fun that add value that feel like what we hope for especially if they're simple things i mean what areas of our of your life come to mind where you could ask for something so simple that would not even be hard at all for someone to accommodate and it would really improve the way that you that 
your experiences. They'd really like things a little bit more. I want to challenge you this week to look for scenarios in which you know what you want and you're not asking for it or that you're not really sure what you want and so you're not asking for it. Try to get clear on some of those simple things first, the little desires, being able to order what you want at a restaurant, being able to talk to your spouse about how things are going in the household more easily. Um, And then I also want to just invite you to consider when you're addressing your own children's concerns. If you're a mom, I want you to think about this. When they're coming to you with statements, if you could take some time to teach them how to ask for what they want so that they grow up with this skill already intact so that they grow up not expecting people to solve their problems without them asking, not expecting people to read between the lines of their stories, but being able to articulate what it is that they want and having the confidence to ask for it. This is the part of the episode where I ask you for a couple things. I want to thank you first off for being here and for listening. I hope that you're enjoying season four already. And along those lines, I would love to ask you, number one, if you haven't left a review on iTunes, to please take the time to do that. It usually takes five minutes or less. You can click there, leave a little note, leave a five-star review, and let me know and others know what you think about the show. Number two, I would love to ask you to take a screenshot and share about this episode on social media. With your help, we can reach even more women who have a desire to live their lives more on purpose. And I would really love if you could share. And finally, if you haven't yet subscribed, make sure you hit that button so you don't miss an episode. I'll be here again, same time, same place next week. Have a good one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.